This episode contains adult themes and adult language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hello everyone and welcome back, finally, to the Bold and Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host Amanda and we are going old school this week. Okay, you guys are going to be my host because Chelsea cannot be here. It's crazy, guys. So crazy right now because every single time that we try to record with each other, something happened. So I took off extra time during the holidays after the new year. I had my belly dancing show. Okay, so we were doing a Mardi Gras show And it was nerve-wracking. I'm not going to lie. It was very scary. It went well, but it was very nerve-wracking, right? So I had to practice. We were practicing like every day, every other day. And I just didn't have time. So when that was over, we scheduled to record and I got COVID. And I was really tired and I was really sick and I couldn't do it. Then we were scheduled to record again, and Chelsea changed jobs. I'm not going to get into her personal stuff. She's going through a lot of stuff right now, and when she comes back, I'm sure she's going to fill us all in. So that happened, right? And then we were about to record again. Sorry, guys. I just hit my mic. I don't know if you heard that. (laughs) Anyways, we were about to record again. I got a horrible migraine. And I couldn't do it. Then we were going to record again. And Chelsea's dog got sick. And I said, you know what, Chelsea? You are so stressed right now. You have so much stuff going on. You change jobs, this, that. I'll just do the episode solo. And when you get everything situated, you can come back next week or whenever. I just didn't want her to be all stressed about it. So you guys are stuck with me now. (laughs) And my sinuses are bothering me, so sorry if I sound froggy. So let's get into a few things. One super duper exciting thing that happened over the break while we've been gone is I met, ready, Sean Kanan, who plays Deacon. And he was so sweet so nice, super nice guy, and he talked to us all about the fight scene and the logistics and stuff, so it was a really, really, really exciting thing, and he had these glasses on, and I was like, oh my god, he looks so hot. He looked so hot, guys. (laughs) He's got a new book coming out, Way of the Cobra, and he's having an event the 12th, so March 12th, because it's kind of short notice. So if you guys are around the LA area, make sure you go. It's going to be at the Grove, March 12th. It starts at 2 at the Barnes & Noble. I was going to fly out, but because it's so short notice, I just couldn't get it to work out logistically. And um, also... It would cost me a very large amount of money to fly from Mississippi to California on such short notice. If I had more advanced time, I could plan it out and it wouldn't cost as much. 
Because I also missed a lot of work because of COVID. So I just don't have a lot of time I could take off right now. But I'm really sad because I really wanted to go. Speaking of the interview, here's a tidbit that we found out. Sean, who plays Deacon, actually did his own stunts during this fight. He insisted on not having a stuntman. Now, they had a stuntman for him and for Thorsten, who plays Ridge. They had a stuntman for both, but he insisted, Sean insisted that he do his own stunts, which I think is just amazing because, you know, you don't really want to risk getting hurt, but I think that's just awesome. And uh, the fight was very technical, guys. And uh, for instance, there's a fake wall, right? When he got thrown through the wall. Well, they only had two of those because they're expensive. So uh, if they, they had two takes to throw him through the wall. Just like when he, when Ridge threw him on the mattress, there was only one mattress. So if they messed that up, that's a problem. And then it was just uh, very, it was very, very technical. It was way more technical than I even could imagine. But guys, if you want to hear the whole interview and find out all the all the info, go over to JLJ Media on YouTube. Click on Playlist. Go to, I think it's the B&B Mini Spotlight. Go to the B&B Mini Spotlight playlist and then you'll you'll be there. I know it's a little bit hard to find, but it was a really good interview. Now, moving on, there's lots of rumors going around, lots of news and info going around. We all know that Jacqueline is pregnant again. She's starting to show, which it's adorable. And congratulations to her. I hope I hope it's a girl this time. And also, there's rumors going around that Thorsten K, who plays Ridge, is taking a few months off. I think it said two or three months off. So he's going to be leaving for a little while. And I'm dying to know how they're going to write him off. It's not permanent or anything, so don't panic. Also, there's rumors going around that Bill and Wyatt are going to be back on the scene. And I hope Flo, because I miss Flo. I'm sorry, guys. I know a bunch of you don't like Flo, but I feel like if we can give all of these other people a second chance, why can Flo not have a second chance? Like, why wouldn't she be able to have one? Okay, guys, before, I'm, I'm already ranting. So let's just get into it. Enough with the chit-chat. On to the recap. Okay, guys, let's get started. I'm really excited. I really, really, really missed you guys. I haven't talked to you since November. So let's start with December. I'm going to go over the main points and probably bitch a little bit. And I also have some very special messages from you guys. So we'll also play those and discuss. So let's start December. We saw Bill for like two seconds, and he told Liam to stay the hell away from Deacon. <laughs> um, Deacon is like in La La Land. 
because he has this fantasy that he can get Brooke away from Ridge, and no one else has ever been able to do that. Not even Bill. <laughs> Sheila is starting to get jealous of the progress that Deacon is making with Hope and Brooke. Speaking of Hope and Brooke, Ridge gives an ultimatum to Hope. They get in a fight. It's a big thing. Brooke and Ridge get into a huge fight. And it kind of dies down a little. Right? Then the next week, Brooke and Ridge get in another huge fight. And Ridge runs straight to Taylor for advice. Who, by the way, has decided to stay in town. And I'm excited about that. I don't like... You know what? We'll get into it. But I'm excited that she is here to stay. At least for a little while. Taylor admits to Steffi that she still has feelings for Ridge, which I think was a huge mistake. I think Steffi and Thomas are already too obsessed with their parents getting back together, so probably not the best idea. Deacon and Hope continue to bond And ultimately, Deacon wants a relationship with Brooke and Hope, and that is a big problem for Ridge. And I don't blame him. So let's go back a little bit in history. When Ron Moss, who originally played Ridge, left the show, it was partly because of Deacon. So we've come full circle now. (laughs) Brooke... And Ridge had gotten married in Italy, and they were on their honeymoon, and Deacon kept texting her, and she told him, leave me alone, I don't want to talk to you, and then she just didn't answer the text. Well, we all know how Ridge is, okay, Ridge overreacts at everything, he saw the messages, and flipped out, and took off, so we've really come full circle now, because Deacon is causing trouble for Brooke again. Okay, Brooke tells Hope that she's concerned that Taylor may try to cause problems. And sure enough, Taylor makes this big declaration to Ridge that she's still in love with him, which is ridiculous. Then we finally get a Brooke and Taylor face-to-face. And I thought Krista Allen did amazing Amazing because it is not easy to act up against KKL. We all know KKL is the queen. She is amazing, and I'm that would be nerve wracking, I would imagine. But I thought Krista did great, and um, she stood her ground. But I'm gonna tell you, Brooke wants to be friends because Brooke already knows you keep your enemies close, right? So, okay, we'll be frenemies. Then Taylor does something that shocks Steffi by inviting Sheila to Christmas Eve. And um, I was shocked by that. I couldn't believe Steffi actually did it. And again, this is not Brooke and Taylor's first rodeo, right? So Taylor also knows, keep your enemies close. Hope and Deacon spend Christmas together. Everything's going great. Okay, and then Brooke has a run-in with Sheila. And to Brooke's detriment, 
She tells Sheila there's no way she's going to allow her to be in Steffi's life or to ruin their family, etc. So Brooke was taking up for Steffi, by the way. In retaliation, Sheila decides to do something very evil. She switches Brooke's non-alcoholic champagne for regular champagne. So she literally takes the bottles to her hotel room. She changes the labels with water. It was a whole thing. And I was like, oh no, everything was going so good until it wasn't. (laughs) Let's talk about poor Zende. Zende is getting ready to propose and little does he know what's going on behind his back. So all of these things happen. Um, Also, one little tidbit, Brooke and Quinn call a truce, a ceasefire, should we say, for Christmas. And of course, they have the little Christmas episodes and this and that. I'm not going to get into. That brings us to January. Okay, this is where the problems begin. Deacon and Brooke spend New Year's Eve with Hope and Liam. Everything's going fine. Everything's great. They have fun. Hope and Liam leave. Deacon leaves. Everything's great. Brooke has, unbeknownst to her, she has been drinking. She has started drinking the non-alcoholic champagne. And she, of course, is getting a buzz. She hasn't drank in years. Deacon conveniently forgets his phone, comes back in, and things just go downhill from there, okay? They end up spending New Year's together because Ridge calls and he cannot make it back home. His plane is grounded, and this just goes bad, guys. So Deacon stays there. He drinks with her. He starts professing his love, and he kisses her. And guess what? Douglas saw the whole thing from the window because he just happened to be going over there in the middle of the night to get his stuffed animal. Wow, Brooke has horrible luck. So the next day, they wake up in Brooke's bed together, But it's obvious nothing happened. They're both dressed. He's above the cover. She's under the cover. Like, nothing happened. But the reason I'm so upset is because if Deacon really changed, he would have called Hope. He would have picked up the phone. He would have called Hope. And he would have said, hey, don't know what's going on with your mom, but you need to get here now. (laughs) Your mom started drinking for, I have no idea why. Like, I have no idea the reason. And I'm very tempted. So could you get up here? We need your help. He could have also, if he didn't want to embarrass her, he could have put her to bed and left. Like, I feel like Deacon is kind of getting a pass because the only person that's calling him out is Ridge. I don't know why Hope let this go. I really don't because it's unlike hope to do that. I just, I'm disappointed in the whole thing because I really was hoping that Deacon changed. But I can tell you, Deacon has changed to a certain extent 
because in the old days he would have tried to have sex with her to seal the deal and then he would have immediately went and told Ridge and if she refused he would have still probably told Ridge they slept together and no one would have you know believed otherwise but he didn't do that he didn't run off and he didn't do any of that but he also didn't do the right thing either So I'm conflicted because he has changed, but he hasn't changed. He used the situation to his advantage, which is what Deacon always does. I'm disappointed in Brooke. I'm very disappointed in Brooke. But at the same time, I'm not. Because if she was sober, this never would have happened. If she wasn't drinking, this never would have happened. This is all Sheila's fault. Ridge arrives home. Okay, from his trip, he finally makes it home. And Brooke does tell him half of the truth. But she leaves out the whole thing about Deacon. She leaves out anything related to Deacon. And Ridge is so understanding. And he even goes to the AA meetings with her. Very um, supportive. And I was like, oh my gosh, she needs to tell him the truth. I was really hoping she would tell him the truth. Even though Ridge is going to leave her because, come on, everybody knows how Ridge is. He can't listen to reason. So let's talk about something else for a second. Carter decides to give Paris the heads up that Zenday is going to propose. Okay? I was so mad about this because if you were going to give anyone a heads up, Carter, you should have gave Zenday a heads up. You're supposed to be friends. I don't ever want to hear Carter say again that Zenday did him wrong. Okay, we're even, buddy. Because guess what? This whole thing leads into Paris and Carter kissing on New Year's Eve. Unacceptable, Carter. Unacceptable. And now Paris is all confused. Don't get me wrong. I don't blame Paris. Okay, I mean, look, it's Carter. Like, no. Any woman would have a hard time saying no to that. Okay, okay. (laughs) But Zenday is equally hot. Okay, and very sweet. And he's treated her like a princess. So this is very upsetting. The whole thing is upsetting and I don't like it. Sheila thinks that it's okay for her to make all these visits to Taylor. But when she does that, she is giddy almost about Taylor being in town. And she kind of makes these little references about taking Brooke down, but she doesn't come out and say it. But I'm telling you, she needs to watch it because she has a tendency to say things. I think Sheila's going to end up telling on herself. Zenday decides that it's a great idea for him to bring Paris's mother, Grace, to town. I think it was a sweet thing to do, but I am kind of um, confused. I don't know if he did this because he thought, okay, she's freaking out. Maybe she just needs to talk to her mom. Like, We supposedly love each other, so I don't understand this 180 that she's doing. Like, she wanted to be with me, and now all of a sudden, she's, you know what? 
you know what, Zenday, I don't want to be serious. I don't want to get married. I don't want a relationship. But then she does want that with Carter. So it's like, okay, girl, you're confused. <laughs> Zenday tells Carter how devastated he is about Paris's behavior on New Year's Eve. It was a punch to the gut because he thought they would be engaged. And for Carter to sit there and listen to that, and not feel bad. I'm sure he does feel bad, okay? Because Carter overall is a good guy. But still, come on, Carter. Let me just say on a different subject. Steffi and Thomas are acting like five-year-olds who want their parents back together. And it's ridiculous. Even Liam said, what are we, five years old? Yes, thank you, Liam. They... This whole month of January acted ridiculous, like little brats, and I was stunned, but not. Like, I was surprised, but not surprised, because this is the real Steffi. Her little act she's been doing about wanting to be Hope's best friend and be a big happy family together, never bought it. Never gonna buy it, never bought it, and I was right. Because look at her behavior now. So Hope decides to pay Steffi and Taylor a visit. And she's basically just letting them know that Ridge and Brooke are going through some stuff. And she would really appreciate it if they didn't take advantage of the situation and try to steal Ridge, basically. She's putting them on notice. But she did it in a very Hope way, so it wasn't like... She went over there and declared war. But as soon as she walked out, Steffi told Taylor, oh, this is war, right? So Steffi declared war on the Logans. And I was like, whoa, that's, wow, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Brooke's house, Deacon decides that it's a great idea to go to her house, declare his love for her, I'm sorry, what? Then he has the nerve to grab her arm. Then he grabbed her face and he kissed her. Unwelcomed and unwanted. And I'm sorry, that was unacceptable. It was inappropriate and unacceptable. And I felt so bad for Brooke because she, you could tell she was very uncomfortable. So that is the first two weeks. We're heading into week three. Steffi and Thomas continue to act like little children, questioning their dad. Honestly, they're driving him insane. And if you want to know the truth, it's because they want to know what's going on. They know that something's going on with Brooke because she's not coming to work. And because of the way that Ridge is acting, they know something is going on. They just don't know what it is. And it is literally driving them insane that Ridge won't tell them. He finally is like, look, quit trashing Brooke. She's going through some stuff and I don't appreciate this. So at least finally, he says something. I do get it though, because I am nosy and I knew all of my parents' business pretty much most of the time. <laughs> I think Steffi has forgotten that her daughter and Hope's daughter are sisters. I think she has forgotten this. Now, 
Brooke tells Deacon she doesn't want anything to do with him. He can't be there anymore. He's not welcome. Of course, he says, well, that's going to look suspicious. And she doesn't care. Look what happened. Like, she doesn't want him around. (laughs) This is funny. Douglas starts telling Hope and Liam that he saw Grandma Brooke kissing Santa Claus on New Year's Eve. And he stresses on New Year's Eve. And at first, they just ignore it like it's nothing. But this keeps coming around and it keeps coming back. Meanwhile, at Forrester, Zenday gets asked out on a date by a beautiful model named Sequoia. I can tell he was going to say no. Then he remembers all the stuff Paris said. He changes his mind and says yes. And then, you guys, this was so ridiculous. Paris is listening through, guess what? A crack in the door. And she overhears this whole conversation. It was weird and it was awkward. And she felt some kind of way about it. It was obvious she felt some kind of way about it. And it was making me so mad because you just kissed Carter. What are you, you can't feel some kind of way about it. And he's hot. Zenday is hot. Of course, it's not going to be long before someone else wants him. Like, come on, people. I don't know what Paris is thinking. Then we have another Brooke and Taylor run-in, okay? And I don't care what anyone says. Taylor, Steffi, and Thomas are losing their mind because Ridge won't tell them what's going on. (laughs) Taylor went over there to try to figure out what was going on. She was trying to get the tea. I am not stupid, guys. It made me crazy that Taylor went over there acting like she cares so much about Brooke that she just had to check on her and see if she needed to talk. Whatever. That girl is trying to get the tea. I don't blame her, but that is what she's doing. Now, (laughs) funny scenes that have been happening over the past couple months is that Sheila continues to have these uh, monologues where she has to basically rant and rave in her hotel room by herself about Brooke and about how proud she is of what she did to Brooke. And they, they have been hilarious um, and also scary, (laughs) but great job by um, Kimberlyn. Am I right? So now let's go back to the Douglas situation. Hope and Liam start asking Douglas questions because he keeps insisting that what he saw is not made up. It's the truth. He explains the whole thing. And Hope is like, let me just go talk to my mom because this is weird. So Hope goes to the main house and... Brooke is so upset. She's so fragile and she breaks down. She tells Hope everything. And Hope is stunned. So Steffi plans this whole dinner for their family with Taylor and Ridge and Thomas and Douglas and this whole thing, okay? And it doesn't work out for Taylor. Something comes up and she can't attend. But Douglas does, 
And he tells Steffi and Thomas and Ridge that he saw Grandma Brooke kissing Santa. And they think it's adorable, right? And um, everyone just laughs it off, okay? They all think it's so adorable, haha, so funny, he's so cute. And even Ridge says, that's a lucky Santa. <laughs> then Paris decides to pay Carter a visit at his loft and things get heated. They start making out, but Carter stops it because he's, like, having serious doubts about it. And what really makes me aggravated is that Paris keeps saying over and over how Zenday will understand. Zenday won't care. He knows they're not serious. They just had to talk. He's dating other people. And Carter's like, you don't get it. That man loves you. Like, he was going to propose to you. Like, he wants to marry you. You don't get it. He's not going to be okay with this. He's not going to be like, yay, cool. Like, this, he's not going to see this in the way that you keep saying. Like, there's no way. And I agree. She lives in, like, a fairy tale land because there's no way Zenday is going to be okay with this. So... An important part that I left out is that when Brooke finds out that Douglas went to this dinner, she totally freaks out. This, I think, is where they made a mistake because Brooke freaks out and makes Hope call Thomas and bring Douglas back. She uses an excuse of like, it, it's a family thing. It was like a scheduling thing. Sorry, I promise I'll make it up to you, whatever. So Thomas does it. But that whole thing looked very suspicious because they had already laughed it off and said, oh, whatever, you know, it's just a kid. He's being a kid. That's so cute. So it made them look guilty, right, later on. And I'm going to be honest. You guys know that I love Brooke. I love Brooke. She's original OG. You guys know that. But I cannot even give her a pass on this one because she tells Douglas not to say anything. She tells him to keep his mouth shut. Nah, she don't say it mean, okay? She's nice about it. She doesn't pull a Thomas, but she does manipulate him and tells him the past is the past. Please don't bring it up again. It's not important. We don't need to talk about it. And I was like, oh, this is not good. This is not good, Brooke. And this poor kid, like he doesn't have enough, right? I think he, he understands she doesn't want him to say anything. He gets it. As this is going on, okay, everything calms down. A day or two goes by. Liam is talking to Hope and he tells Hope what we're thinking, Look, this is awfully convenient. You need to think about what is Deacon's stance here. Like, what is his goal? Is he going to tell your mom's secret? Is he going to keep it? Like, you need to open your eyes to the fact that Deacon is Deacon. So Hope decides she's going to go to Deacon's work and talk to him on her mom's behalf and see where his head's at. While this is happening, back at Steffi's, 
Thomas takes Douglas for a visit. Like, this poor kid hasn't been through enough, right? He's over there, and he mentions to Thomas again that he saw Grandma Brooke kissing Santa. So, now, Thomas is like, look, this kid doesn't lie, so let me see if I can get to the bottom of this. Steffi is off in the other room, checking on Kelly, and he starts questioning Douglas. I'm like, this poor kid, man. So, ultimately, Douglas says, okay, I know who it was, right? Grandma Brooke was kissing Mom's dad. And Thomas is like, you mean Deacon? And I'm like, oh no, oh no. Brooke is busted. I'm only going to say this part once because it happened multiple times, but I'm not going to keep repeating it. So for pretty much two solid months, KKL, who plays Brooke, had to cry and be sad and devastated and guilty. And she did so amazing. But it was every single day she had to do this. And I'm not going to just keep repeating it, but just know that Her and Ridge are struggling because Ridge doesn't understand where all of this is coming from. Like, he gets you feel bad and you feel guilty about drinking, but why you're a human. You make mistakes. It's okay. He just doesn't understand the gravity of the situation. And it's not his fault. He doesn't know. Now, back over with Hope. She confronts Deacon, she goes to see him at work, and she just straight up says, I want to know what your intentions are. My mom's devastated, she's not doing well, I want to know what your intentions are. And he says, I swear to you, I will not say anything to anyone. But unbeknownst to Hope and Deacon, Sheila is sitting at a table hiding behind a menu. It blows my mind that they didn't notice her there, but we'll let that go. She's sitting behind a menu and she's hiding and she is literally eavesdropping and she hears everything. So she now knows not only did her plan work, but as soon as Ridge finds out, Brooke is toast. And she is so happy, guys. She is like on cloud nine. She couldn't be happier. So the other thing that happened is Grace is a cheerleader for Zenday. Okay, so Grace comes to town and she loves Zenday. She's so happy. And then she finds out that maybe things aren't so great between Zenday and Paris. And so that has her suspicious. And then, guess what? Through a crack in the door, Grace sees Paris and Carter kissing. And she is not happy about it. I can tell you that, guys. Not happy one bit. I think she feels like we do. What in the hell? Okay, No, Carter. Number one, they're sisters. All right? You already been with Zoe. Like, let's calm it down. You're not a forester. Right? (laughs) 
And that is pretty much everything that happened in January. We're going to move on to February. There is a few little things here and there I probably left out. But this is just a quick run over so that we can discuss everything and bitch about it, basically. <laughs> and we're working our way up to where we are in this very moment on the show. Let's start off with Steffi and Thomas. And as you can imagine, Steffi is over the moon when she hears what Douglas saw. At first, she's like, nah, that can't be true. But then after a couple minutes, she thinks about it and she's like, oh my God. And she actually gets excited and she's like, we could finally reunite our family. So it could be the Foresters, not the Logans. They are acting like children, and it's insane to be happy that your dad is going to be heartbroke, okay? Like, I just don't get this. So, Steffi has this bright idea, and ultimately, they involve Charlie, which I thought was way over the line. Everything they did was way over the line, in my opinion. Number one, Charlie's an employee. Now, you have him all up. In your dad, who runs the company, by the way, his boss, okay? You have him all up in Ridge and Brooke's personal life. Not to mention, they asked Charlie to break into Brooke and Ridge's security system so that they could see what happened at the house on New Year's Eve. That is a violation on so many levels. I cannot even explain to you how much of a violation that is. I really hope when Ridge finds this out, he is livid with them. He probably won't be because Ridge never reacts the way that he should, but wow. They really did talk Charlie into doing this, and he was very uncomfortable, and he didn't want to do it, but he did it, and guess what? He got the proof that they needed. I mean, everything. Douglas in the window, the kiss, Deacon leaving, coming back, then not leaving until the next morning, like the whole nine yards, they've got it on video. We have a run-in between Deacon and Ridge, and everyone, we all know how Ridge is. He was pushing Deacon's buttons, and Deacon almost said too much. He said something that made Ridge like, what the hell? Because he was like, I'm protecting Brooke. Wrong thing to say, buddy. I, I, Ultimately, though, he kept his mouth shut and he didn't let the secret out. But it was a close call. Let's talk about the other storyline for a minute and then we'll come back. Grace went to the library, got the Carter book, brought it to Forrester and read his ass. Like, she saw them kiss, and that was it. She read his ass. She told him every reason why she doesn't want him with Paris. And there was a lot. It was like your age, your experience. Not to mention, the most important thing to her was that he has already been with Zoe. And that if he wants to pretend like that never happened, that's fine. But she knows for a fact that Zoe is still hurting and is still trying to get over him. And uh-uh, you're not going to be with her sister. 
Like she told him how it was going to be. Not only did she do that, but she told him if he didn't end it with Paris, she was going to Eric and Ridge, period. And she already knows what happened with Quinn. And she does not think the Foresters would appreciate him trying to steal another Forester woman. Okay? She went off on him. And it was funny. Because he he was trying to take up for himself a little bit. But she just straight up told him. Like, you are not right for her. You know. You know. She should be with Zenday. And I was like, holy cow. So... Yeah, she basically blackmailed slash threatened him. And if I was him, I would have tell Paris, look, here's what happened. This is why we're not doing this. It's best this way. Like, I would have just told her, look, I don't want to lose everything. He did, but he didn't tell her why. Okay, so she comes over to his apartment And he has this dinner for her. And I was so confused because he has this romantic, fancy dinner all set up. And I'm like, what is he doing? Are we, I guess he doesn't care. So then they do all this. I thought this was mean in a way because he gives her the wrong idea, right? So then he tells her after they've had dinner and they're flirting and she's going on and on about them being together. Then he tells her, oh, I can't be with you. It ain't for me. Like, this ain't going to happen because you're going to lose everything and I'm going to lose everything. And Zenday's never going to understand. And again, she tries to say, oh, he'll understand, he'll understand, but he won't. I promise you he won't. And um, basically, he, he breaks it off with her. Whether, you know, it sticks, <laughs> please, it's not going to stick. But he does break it off with her. So she leaves upset and confused. But Grace is not done. She goes and finds Zenday. And she explains to Zenday not to give up on Paris. That you never know what could happen. Little side note. Sheila stops in at Finn's work to see him. So we did get to see Finn for like a second. But Sheila starts talking shit about Brooke and it makes Finn a little uncomfortable and I'm like she is going to end up telling on herself guys she can't help herself in between all of this going on Steffi decides that she's gonna go to Brooke's house and basically just berate her and I've never been more furious at Steffi in my life I don't think Because of all the people, you have no room to talk, okay? You have zero room to talk, Steffi. She was saying the meanest things to Brooke. And even if they are true, which most of them are, she has no room to talk. Steffi has literally been with every Spencer man, okay? She keeps saying like, oh, you've been with every Forrester man, Well, you've been with every Spencer man, including the patriarch, okay? Not only that, but you did not know the father of both of your children. So, shut it. Like, she just said horrible things to Brooke, and I didn't appreciate it. 
And it wasn't her place. And then on top of it, she just kept dropping all these hints, but never actually said to Brooke, I know what happened. I know what you did. So Brooke was just totally confused. And it was rude. Okay, let's get back to the main storyline. So Steffi and Thomas and Charlie, they all know the secret. Okay, Charlie leaves. Steffi and Thomas are happy. It, they're they're so weird. Anyway, so they decide to tell Taylor. So Taylor comes home. They ta- tell Taylor everything. I did not agree that Taylor should be the one to tell Ridge. I did not think that was her place. Um, she's his ex. I know they have kids together, but I just didn't feel that was his place. If anyone was going to tell them, it should have been Steffi or Thomas, in my opinion. Um... I just don't think Taylor was the right person. And then when she called Ridge over and she and she went to tell him, she had a tremendously hard time actually telling him. Um, it took her forever, like it, like almost two days to get it out. And I was like, just tell him, like you're making it worse than it even is. So she tells Ridge, Taylor tells Ridge everything. Meanwhile... Okay, while all this is happening, Brooke has decided that she can't deal with the guilt anymore. And she tells Hope that she is going to tell Ridge the truth. So now we're like, okay, so the truth's going to come out according to Hope. She's like, it's probably good, Mom, because you can't keep living like this. Ridge will understand. But Liam's like, yeah, Ridge ain't going to understand. Have you met Ridge? So as all this is going on, Ridge doesn't really believe Taylor. He's like, I know Brooke, and she would not have kissed him. Like something had to have happened. This can't be right. So Ridge takes off and leaves, and he goes to Brooke's. Over at Brooke's house, Brooke tells him the truth. She says, let me explain. And for once, Ridge actually listened. Like, he sat there and he listened and he didn't freak out. And he even said to her, okay, I love you. I'm your husband. We're going to work this out. You know what? This never would have happened if it wasn't for drinking and Deacon. As a matter of fact, I bet you Deacon spiked your drink. And... Oh, I was like, uh uh-oh. So, Brooke is stunned. And I'm not even going to lie. When Ridge said this, I came off, like, I almost came off of my couch. I was like, what? Because Ridge is never reasonable. You guys know this. He's never reasonable. As soon as something happens, he just takes off. Like, when she kissed Bill, he just took off and ended up in Vegas with Shauna. Like, so I was so happy and so stunned that he was going to actually stand by her and understand that this would have never happened if if there weren't these other circumstances if and if drinking wasn't involved so he tells her don't worry about it it's gonna be okay I just need to fix this I'm gonna go get some fresh air and I'll be back so as far as Brooke knows Everything's okay, and they're going to work it out. 
back at Steffi's house, I was cracking up because these two are hilarious. Steffi and Thomas are in complete shock because they thought as soon as Taylor told Ridge, he would just run over to Brooks, pack his bags, and show up at their house and stay with them and move in. And the fact that he actually went and talked to his wife and didn't immediately just leave her has Stevie and Thomas so mad. They're acting like little brats. And it is ridiculous. I don't know why Taylor doesn't say something. Hey, you know what, guys? Your obsession with breaking up your father and Brooke is not healthy. Okay? It is not healthy, guys. Of course, Ridge goes to confront Deacon. He was not getting fresh air. Fresh air, my ass. So he goes to confront Deacon. And this is when we get this awesome fight that I was talking about earlier. And Ridge, the things Ridge was saying was not wrong. Okay, I totally get where Ridge is coming from. And I know why he would assume that Deacon did something to Brooke. Because he was like, did you spike her drink? There's no way that you would ever get Brooke on your own. I know you've always wanted her. And this is the only way you could get her. And of course, Deacon denies it. Of course not. I would never do that. And then one thing leads to another. And it becomes a full-on fight. It was pretty amazing, guys. If you didn't get to see it, you should go and look it up. I'm sure you could find it. And it was pretty evenly matched. Like, it wasn't just Ridge kicking Deacon's ass or Deacon just kicking Ridge's ass. It was back and forth, back and forth, which made it really exciting. And um, I couldn't believe the venom, like the anger from Ridge was so big. And I, I get it. Like, it was just, wow. So then on top of all of that, a little tidbit that I learned from Sean is when Ridge threw the decanter at Deacon. That was actually Thorsten's idea. So the actor who plays Ridge, that was actually his idea to do that. And I thought, oh, that's cool. During this fight, to me, the best part, the funniest part, was that Deacon heard Brooke coming. And when he heard Brooke coming, he quit fighting. So that it looked like when Brooke walked in, that it was just Ridge beating Deacon to a pulp. And that Deacon was not even fighting back. Which, of course, is not the case. But that's how it looked when she walked in, because Deacon's smart. And the crazy thing is Brooke runs over and she's like, stop. So let's just discuss this, okay? I understand her initial reaction is the reaction anyone would have. Okay, two people are fighting. You want to try to stop it. You want to try to break it up. I get that. This is where she went wrong. And this is where we're different. Because this is what I would have done. She went wrong because she should have only took Ridge's side. She should have came in and broke it up. And she should have said, Deacon, you had this coming. Like, I, you can't be shocked that Ridge was going to find out and this was going to happen. Now... Stand up, get up. Did you spike my drink? If we go right now 
to take a lie detector test, are you going to pass? Did you spike my drink? Because I drank for some unknown reason that I can't figure out. And Ridge is right. I need to know the truth. And if she would have took Ridge's side and she would have done that, we wouldn't even be here today. Okay? Because I think Ridge would have been over the moon with that. And he would have been like, yeah, see, you had this coming. Because she didn't do that, it's a huge problem. Because she runs in and she's like, no, Ridge, don't don't beat him up. It wasn't his fault. Nothing happened. And when she said nothing happened, that really sent Ridge over the edge. Because he was like, oh, nothing happened. A kiss happened. He stayed the night in my bed. What do you mean nothing happened? So then this just causes Ridge to lose it. And he just goes off. And then Brooke realizes, oh no, I've just effed up. And Ridge ultimately says, I'm done. I'm done. I've had enough. I'm done. So then Ridge leaves. And now Brooke is devastated. Okay, I'm devastated. Brooke's devastated. I think even Deacon felt bad. Guess where Ridge goes? Straight to Steffi's to see Taylor. Of course, big shocker. And because Brooke and Taylor both have a sickness, okay? They both have regitis. She can't help herself. Taylor cannot help herself. She cannot tell Ridge no. She's never been able to tell Ridge no. It's always been a problem. Huh, what does that remind you of? Hmm, like mother, like daughter. So Ridge is devastated, and of course, he gets influenced by Steffi and Thomas. And ultimately, after talking to Taylor and going over it and... He can't believe Brooke would do this, would throw everything away. One thing leads to another, and Ridge and Taylor kiss. And I was extremely upset by this. I'm extremely upset on so many levels. I'm upset for Taylor. I'm upset for Brooke because this always happens. Like, if you're new to the show, I've been watching it for over 20 years. If you're new, this always happens, okay? Taylor, I used to be such a Taylor fan, but this happens so many times over and over. Taylor always takes Ridge back and she gets heartbroken every single time. There's never been a time where she didn't get heartbroken because Ridge always chooses Brooke in the end because that's who he's really in love with. And um, it's so frustrating that after all this time, Taylor doesn't see that. So they end up talking and they kiss and then they end up upstairs. I mean, I was getting worried. And they're making out and she looks at his ring and he takes his ring off. And I was like, Ridge, talk about making rash decisions. So he takes his ring off. And they continue to make out. And I'm like, why, Ridge, why? Why are you doing this? You're going to break both of their hearts. It's typical Ridge. Like Marvin says, Ridge is the original flip phone. Absolutely. So meanwhile, Brooke 
tries to get in touch with Ridge, and he's not answering his phone, he's not answering texts, and she's frantic. So she jumps in her car and she flies over to Steffi's. Granted, in real life, it would take you a really long time <laughs> to get from L.A. to to Malibu. But this is a soap opera world. We're going to let it go. So she flies over there. She gets there. And you're not going to believe this. Thomas, I was so angry with this, guys. What did you think about this? Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Thomas acts as the bodyguard. He won't let her see Ridge at all. He won't even let her near the house. And she realizes he has Ridge's phone. So she can't get in touch with Ridge at all. I think they missed a really awesome opportunity because I thought that Brooke was going to act like she left, but really run around to the back of the house where the sliding glass doors are, run into Steffi, then try to fight her, right, to get through, and then she was going to smack those glass doors and be like, Reg, right? That's what I thought. I, I, I was so wanting that. That would have been amazing. But that's not what happened. She actually leaves and goes back to her house. So Brooke tells Hope and Liam what happened. And they're stunned. Like they can't believe this. And even Liam said, oh, I thought Thomas was done with all the scheming and manipulating. Yeah, right. So... This cracked me up. They sent Liam over <laughs> to try to get info to find out what's going on and why Ridge won't talk to Brooke, right? Which I thought was hysterical because when Liam goes over there, it doesn't go so well. They basically tell Liam, we know you came here to get info. Here's the info. My parents are upstairs together. So there you go. And... Liam was shocked. I could, he was just like, wow, really? Hmm, okay. And Liam, I think he says, like, don't, don't count Brooke out yet. But I thought that was too funny because in real life, you would so do that. <laughs> I, I would be like, okay, here's what we're going to do. They like you and you have a reason to go over there. So you're going to go over there and you're going to get info for us. That's exactly what I would do. So I thought that was hysterical. So, on the soap opera, it's now the next day, okay? Ridge never came home. Brooke is freaking out. She knows he stayed with with uh, Steffi, which means he stayed with Taylor. Ridge tells Steffi and Taylor and Thomas, look, I have to go talk to my wife. I'll be back, but this is something that has to be done. And he goes to see Brooke. So, of course, when he gets there, Brooke is, like, you know, hugging him, and she's so excited. And then it just was the saddest thing that I have watched in a really long time. I was just bawling. I'm not going to lie, guys. I want to know what you thought, but I was bawling. I was bawling because they broke up. He broke up with her. And, and it wasn't a normal breakup. I think that's why it, it was so hard and it was so sad because it wasn't a normal, they're normal. Like it wasn't him yelling and he's not mad and it was a very just sad. Like 
he was hanging on the banister of the stairs and he was just like, I love you so much, but I can't, we can't keep doing this. Like, we can't keep hurting each other. And it was like very sad. And he said that you're the love of my life. See, this is what bothers me, right? It's a, like, how can Taylor be okay with being someone's second choice? Because I promise you, if Joe was like, oh, that was the love of my life, I would be like, F you, buddy. I'm no one's second choice. It just makes me crazy. But this scene was so sad. And when he left, I was so devastated because Brooke just completely broke down. And when she realized that he took his ring off, you could see on her face the like just complete devastation like at first she had all these hopes of like it's okay you know like you said we could work it out da, da, da. but when she noticed that he took his ring off that was the moment where she was like oh no like not not again like oh no so i'm so curious about what's gonna happen now because ridge goes to work and he's you know He's obviously torn and he's having second thoughts about what he's doing. He keeps looking at Brooke's photo and then Steffi and Thomas come in and they're hounding him about it. And then Steffi goes and calls Taylor and she runs over there. Heavens forbid Ridge is thinking about Brooke. Like the whole thing's crazy to me. They're all insane. <laughs> I just, are you kidding me? Like, you guys, they, they're acting like they're like five. And it's just crazy. So poor Brooke, right? She's on her stairs. She's devastated. And Hope walks in. And she just knows already. Because <clears throat> one thing we didn't talk about, Steffi decides to be a total, total biatch to Hope. Like, she straight says the meanest things to Hope. And it's like, you know what? I can talk about my mom, but you can't. Like, stop. Not to mention, Taylor's no angel, guys. I can tell you of several incidents where Taylor kissed other people while she was with, with Ridge. So, it, I just thought, like, wow, I don't understand how Steffi thinks she has the right to talk to Hope like that and be so horrible. So Hope already knew from Steffi what happened. So when she got there and she saw her mom, she was like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, I already knew. And she's like, oh, mom. And it was so sad the way it ended. It was just, oh, I was devastated. And then um, the only other little thing that happened is that Paris showed up at Carter's house, his loft, and um, apparently these two cannot stay away from each other, and they end up making out again. This is dangerous. This is very dangerous. I don't really like these two together. I think that Paris has way more chemistry with Zenday. That's just my personal opinion. I don't love these two together. The very last little thing 
that I wanted to mention was that Sheila is so proud of herself. Like, she is so, so proud of herself for what she has done. And it actually bothered her because Deacon said, man, I guess I have karma to thank. And it drove Sheila nuts because she's like, when he walked off, she's like, no, you have me to thank. It was me. And I'm like, there's no way she's going to be able to keep this. She's going to tell somebody. I know it. And if you guys look up the promo, you'll know who it is. Do you want me to say it? It's Thomas. Oh, (laughs) Chelsea would be so mad if she was here because she hates when I do spoilers. That's why I usually don't do them. But I don't know the circumstances. I just know that Sheila tells Thomas, which could be good for her or it could be a huge mistake. I don't know. I guess we'll see if Thomas has really changed, right? There's one more thing that I forgot to mention. We get another Taylor and Brooke confrontation. And again, I applaud Krista because she did wonderful playing against KKL. But this confrontation I loved because they actually were truthful. There was no, I'm going to pretend like I'm your friend, bullcrap. And I appreciated that. Now that we're all caught up, we went December, January, February. We're completely caught up. Let's discuss what you guys think. So I was really curious about what you guys think thought and think about the new year and what's been happening on the soap. So I asked several of you to please send me some messages on your opinion. And what I asked was what you guys think about the new year, what's been going on since, and if there was anything you would change, what would you change? And I was so happy because I got several messages And our first message is from Tabby. You guys might remember her because me and Chelsea have talked about her on the pod before. We have been talking for a while and she always has great opinions. So let's hear what Tabby has to say. Hey, Bold and Beautiful fans. This is Tabby. Um, The things I see this year, I'm not 100% sure excited. Um, I don't like the wait and we having to wait a whole month to see what's going to happen with Brooke and Deacon and Ridge and all this um and having to watch Brooke cry every single episode is a little too much it is pushing the limit um we're not seeing anybody hardly anybody um through this whole thing um I don't know if Sheila is just smart or if Brooke has COVID I do not understand how the heck Brooke did not taste or smell the alcohol and that non-alcoholic stuff. I mean, I just don't see it. I I really don't see it. Um, I am uh, kind of upset with Paris. Um, I hate that she's doing all this stuff to Zenday. Uh, Zenday treats her like a princess or a queen. And it's just, it's so unfair. Uh, they're trying to put Paris more like, uh, Zoe, and it's just not, it's not Paris. Paris was a sweet, innocent girl, and they're turning her more like her sister, and it's just, it's tough. Um, I do love Taylor, and I kind of hope her and Ridge get together on because I love Taylor. She's so sweet, 
And I feel like she would be a better match uh, for Ridge than Brooke. Um, at least that's how I feel. I hate that we haven't seen much of Eric or Katie or Bill or anybody. We really haven't seen very many of um, people. I hate that they took this time to age up Thomas' son, Douglas, because I love that little boy. And it sucks now that he's a different kid. Um, so I, I kind of hope it... I kind of hope the storylines just get a little bit better, a little faster, um, and the, it, it goes a little bit better than it has. Because right now, it just it feels like it's slow, and I've talked to many people who just say that they're, they want it to go a little faster, and that they're going to stop watching because it's just too much. Um, I'm not going to stop watching, because I really do want to see what happens, but I do hope it speeds up just a little bit. So, that is my conclusion. And I hope to see more of Taylor and, and more of Hope and everybody um, in the long run. And I hope that the stories get more complex. So have a good afternoon. Bye. I agree with Tabby on almost every single thing. We're in sync, girl. Thank you so, so much for your message. The only thing we don't agree on is Taylor. And on a side note, if you're not a Brooke fan... Tune in to our next episode because I can tell you Chelsea has a lot of choice words for Brooke. Thank you again, Tabby, so much. Our next message is from Ken. And I know you guys know Ken because we've talked about him a lot. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Chelsea. Happy New Year, guys. What I thought of the new year on Bone Beautiful. Well, first things first, I'm... I'm loving Krista Allen, who plays Taylor. I've been a fan of Krista since she was on Days of Our Lives playing Billy. So she's kicking butt. I give it to her. She's doing an awesome job in the role. A lot of people was giving her slack about the wig. I like her with the wig on or off. You know, it doesn't... She still looks beautiful to me, so it doesn't phase me. And I'm also loving that Sean Keenan is back, who plays Deacon. And, of course, Kimberly Brown, who plays Sheila, causing problems. I love Sheila. She can... She's amazing. And plus, she said my name on a live chat. Just saying. Anyway, long story short, if I could make a storyline better, I would love to see Carter with uh, Katie, not Paris. To be honest, it's kind of forced to me because Paris is too young for him in my book. You know, she's best with Zenday or Thomas. I like Paris and Thomas. They were really cute together. And I'm also liking Mama Grace in town, you know, I kind of like her with Carter as well. I know she doesn't like him, but I see chemistry with those two. And I would love to see Bridget back. I would love to see Ashley Jones back on set. I think she can just, she can sum up the whole story that was going on with Brooke Deacon in the storyline right now. I know Sheila's the cause of this, but I think she can be like the mediator type of thing. I know Mama slept with her husband back in the day, but... I think she got stuff to say, so I would love to see Ashley Jones back. And Happy New Year, guys. You guys are awesome. So, yeah, that's what I would change. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you so, so much, Ken, for your message. And you know that we're in total agreement about Ashley Jones. Love her, and I love the character Bridget. I wish she would come back. We totally agree on that. Thank you so much again for your message, Ken. All right, guys, our next message is from Marvin, all the way from France. 
Most of you are familiar with Marvin because we've talked about him on the podcast before. So let's hear what Marvin had to say. What's up, Amanda? It's your boy, Marvin from Friends, talking to you, some bold and the beautiful. Honestly, um, when it comes down to the direction uh, with the storylines and the characters, I'm not really a fan of what's going on lately. I feel like Taylor, it wasn't really her place to tell Ridge about what Brooke did. I feel like uh, it should have been Brooke. Brooke should have been the one to tell Ridge the truth about what she did. Because it's between Brooke and Ridge, you know? I feel like it could have been a great opportunity for Brooke to take responsibility for her own actions. Rather than having um, Taylor or Steffi robbing Brooke from taking responsibility. You know, I'm not really looking forward to see Taylor and Rich reuniting because I know it's not going to last. And he's going to end up going right back to his blondie, Brooke Logan. So no. And Taylor is going to end up getting hurt once again. So to all the Taylor fans out there. Get your tissues ready because you're you're all going to cry. You're all going to cry because Bridge is going to hurt Taylor once again. I, I can sense it. It's not going to last. I don't like, I feel like Taylor deserves better. I don't think Taylor should have gotten involved. Taylor should have been the bigger person in all, in all of this. But Taylor should have, I think Taylor needs to be the bigger woman, needs to be a bigger person here and get a man and get a new guy. I don't understand why Steffi's pushing uh, Taylor, pushing her mother to be with Bridge when she herself has been in the same position for years with Liam and Hope. And she finally decided to, to take a break and to put herself out of that vicious cycle to be with Finn. Why wouldn't Steffi want her mother to have a new man just like her? I don't I don't understand this to me that that I don't get this. It's almost like Steffi hasn't really let go of her desire to reunite their family. But I think Steffi needs to understand that her that Ridge, her father, is the original is the original uh, uh, flip flopper, and her mom should stay far away from him. I'm okay with them being exes, being just ex husband, ex wife, fine. But that's it. Nothing more. That's nothing more. As far as the storyline with Carter and Paris, my goodness. Oh boy, these two have no business with each other. And I will continue to repeat it, they have no chemistry. I, I, I think they're, they would be better off as friends. If, if there anything I could change, what I would change is that I would have, I would have Brooke owning up to her quote-unquote mistake and tell Ridge the truth. I would have Taylor pursuing another man than Ridge, just like her daughter did with Finn. Getting a renewal relationship, a fresh relationship. And I would have uh, Carter realizing that maybe he doesn't really love Paris, you know. And he actually has feelings for Katie as far as the changes, uh, as far as the changes on the show. Oh, one more thing. I would give also what I would also do as changes for the show. I would give Tanner Navlan. I would give Finn. Finn and Steffi more screen time to further develop their relationship, and also what I would do to uh, I will also do is I think Finn Finn John Finnegan as a single character needs to have um, uh, needs to be uh, fleshed out further fleshed out his character needs to be further fleshed out. He needs to be, we need to see Finn as his own person, not just Steffi's love interest, but his own person. 
I've seen a lot of um, of those comments on the forum, Bold and Beautiful Substantial Forum. Finn needs to be his own. Uh, we need to see more scenes with Finn as his own man. And I, I see their point. I see their point. I get it. I think that would also be interesting to see Finn outside of his relationship with Steffi. That would be nice. You know, you know, to see just Finn as the person. These are the things that I would change. As far as the direction goes with the storylines, I, I like the fact that the storyline with the kissing storyline with Deacon and Brooke and Deacon is actually moving along because I, I don't think I would have been able to bear any longer of the secrets and whatever because we, we've been down that road many, many times. Brooke does something stupid, Ridge is disappointed, and he goes back to Taylor. We've been down that road for years. I think it's time to do something a little different. So that's it. I hope you and your friend Chelsea enjoy this recording. Bye. Thank you so much, Marvin, for taking the time to record that for us and send us your message. I agree with pretty much everything, especially Taylor. I didn't feel it was her place to tell Ridge either. And you've told on yourself, Marvin, because now we all know who your crush is. Uh, would it be Finn? You are not the only one, Marvin. Thank you so much again for your message. Last, but absolutely not least, our next message is from Renee. I love Renee. She has been with me from the beginning. Whenever, quite frankly, the podcast kind of sucked. (laughs) I'm totally willing to be honest. I didn't know what I was doing and I had to figure it out. And Renee's been with me from the very beginning. And I've been begging her and begging her to be on the podcast. So I finally convinced her to record a message. And you guys are going to love it, of course. Let's hear what Renee had to say. My bold and beautiful thoughts this year so far. Well, I will address the Brooke, Deacon, Ridge, Taylor, Hope angle. I've never been a fan of the Brooke and her my daughter excuse for basically everything she does. I understand that Thomas was in a really bad way when he was crazy, but Brooke always cried about my daughter. Well, what about Ridge? Thomas is his son. I don't understand how she cannot see that he has the same protective feelings about his son as she does about her daughter. Anyway, back to the here and now. Hope wants to have a relationship with Deacon. I see nothing wrong with that. However, Deacon having a relationship with Brooke should not be part of that. Another situation when Ridge had a strong opinion and asked for boundaries. He asked for Hope's relationship with Deacon to be anywhere but his home. But wait, it's Brooke's home and Brooke's daughter. Again, Ridge didn't matter. What Sheila did was beyond wrong. However, if Brooke had respected her husband and his wishes... Sheila wouldn't have had the opportunity to spike her champagne. Now about Taylor. First of all, I love the new Taylor. That being said, she comes across as a strong woman with the ability to take care of herself. So when Ridge flipped his switch and decided out with Brooke and in with Taylor, I was very disappointed that she allowed that. Really? Why can't anybody on this show be alone for five minutes? Well, anybody besides Katie, who, by the way, should be front and center more often, but that is another opinion for another day. 
Renee, I loved your message. I agree that Brooke messed up big time. So did Hope. By not respecting Ridge's wishes, I totally agree with that. Also, I do agree. I wish Katie was on more, but apparently she is actually directing some other shows, so she's been really busy, but hopefully she'll be back soon. Thank you again so much for your message, Renee. I loved it. So that brings us to the end of the episode. So what do you guys think? Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? We all have different opinions. And wait till next week because Chelsea has a bunch to say about Brooke and Hope. And we absolutely love to hear what you guys think. So please get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us on all the socials at The Bold and Beautiful Podcast. I hope y'all have a great week. Until next time, bye guys.